Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a, another episode of the Corner Store Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Koval, and thank you for tuning in today. want to give a few notes. Um, y'all, please, please make sure you stay in tune with what we're doing uh, at Corner Store underscore pod on all the socials. Also, let us know who you want to hear in the Corner Store. We are on our way uh we're doing some traveling upcoming and we got some special out of town shit happening but also you know just in chicago beyond let us know who you want to hear in the corner store uh also hit up our patreon account we just brought on our new official corner store photog mercedes zapata who is uh gonna bless the corner store with some beautiful photos and we want to be able to pay folks for their time and labor and so please please make sure you hit us at patreon.com under or backslash uh, corner store pod and just stay in tune with all of what we're doing um but again today is uh, a very exciting day because we have a, a really progressive crew who is in the building. Um, they do a lot of different things. They are a multidisciplinary design firm, a creative studio. They design products, packages, gear. They work on brands. Uh, they just they, they throw events. They do a lot of different things. Their aesthetic is very of the now, but also a a, a future aesthetic. I would say it's clean and and hyper-modern. They make beautiful shit and put it out into the world. We have the Foster Project in the building. Uh, Fellas, welcome to the Corner Store. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you guys. And and of course, we we you know, there's two of y'all. So if you guys could just uh, you know, especially for folks who are listening, say your names and and what you all do at at the Foster Project. Hey, I'm uh, Kieran Hush. I'm a lead strategist at the Foster Project, co-founder. Uh, I wear many hats, but basically, I just like to create things under the guise of the Foster Project with my friends. Bet. I'm Tom, and uh, I'm one of the four partners, and I function as a you know lead of our business development and as a photographer mainly. Um, but yeah, kind of what Kieran said. Just there's all sorts of projects that we're we're in on, and we at any given moment kind of have to switch hats. So um, we do all those things as well. Yeah, uh, fellas. Of course, anytime we have a guest in the corner store, Max Snack Door secures uh, various edibles and and uh, beverages for the people. So Max has gotten you guys some Calypso Taste of the Island drink. It's a strawberry lemonade and an ocean blue lemonade. So these are for you guys. Wow. And uh, in <laughs> addition, color. yeah, I know it's um, may cause island vibe. <laughs> I'm worried. Uh, Max yeah, also designed this. Yeah, work. Yeah, this we did the brand identity for Calypso. Did I? No, no <laughs> that'd be wild. Not. Okay, I was gonna say. Um, I would. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like y'all. Uh, Max also got you guys some munchy flaming hot snack mix, which is oh. a big bag of those. And in addition, some uh, yan yan chocolate cream cracker stick with dip. Um, there's fun animal name games on each stick, by the way, guys. So this is gonna be Thank hours you. and hours. Uh, yeah, enjoy. And we like sound effects, so please feel free. Mm. It's it seems like you guys are are very busy and and you know I did uh, an intro based off of some gleaning from the gram and just what the word is in the street but you know if you guys had to surmise it you know what what, what is the Foster Project? Well, I think our group chat uh, title is pretty fitting. It's called Esoteric Intelligence Association. I like it. That's um, also a fire name. <laughs> 
and yeah. Illuminati like. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Uh, essentially, we're a brand design and production studio, um, but we're more or less a collective of people that have come together to put out ideas into the world. Um, and currently, those ideas are brand identities for clients of various different sizes and scales and also photo video production work for similar clients or other different projects um both in a documentary and editorial style cool and and i guess who who are some of your clients then so predominantly we've we've worked with a lot of different independent uh creative other creative studios other small brands uh we've been working in the cannabis industry uh, doing brand identities and also producing work for uh, some boutiques and it, mostly in, in the fashion realm, um, as well as doing work with different musical artists and um, yeah, just a lot of different people uh, across multiple domains. No, there's not really anyone specific. Yeah, is this a new kind of industry? What you all are doing? Um, I feel like we're in in a moment now where. Every major company, every big brand, they seem to be, you know, coming to work with different local creative communities and artists. And it seems like you guys are somewhere in between all of this. Um, but, I, but I'm curious about just this as a, a new kind of, of industry and, and wearing so many different hats to be able to, to serve so many different people, but also to be able to, to, to do so many different things. Is that fair uh categorization or, or of, of part of what you guys are doing yeah i think we're in a state where a creative person isn't you know siloed off any longer like you can be a photographer but you probably have really good insights on aesthetics as well you know and the cannabis space in the uh that we're working in came from an opportunity that i was making music with this individual and he and i just really got along and worked through the creative process and i think the the thing that's most important is not whether you're specialized in one thing, but how good you are at the creative process itself. I think that's the big difference maker. And I think what we're realizing is, you know, especially with people like Kanye West, is that if you put this guy in a room, like he's going to give you something incredible if you can put his, if you allow him to work through his process. And I think that all of us at Foster Project really appreciate that sort of stuff. You know, like our other partner, Rory, was just at, new york fashion week shooting photography and like i i shoot most of our photography but he can put that hat on and do it you know just as good as i can so i think the industries are starting to realize that you don't just need somebody to to come in and 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 fill it check a box for you that they could probably check four or five of them and the friends can probably check the rest if you know if you put them together right and you you mentioned that it is a you, you mentioned basically like it's a crew of friends mm-hmm. uh how did you all come together and when Oh, well, <laughs> it's kind of fun because uh, my first legitimate project, if you want to call it that, was a clothing brand um, back when I was in high school, uh, a streetwear company. And one kid that I went to high school with had a stepsister who was dating another guy. I love uh, this tree already. Yeah, Continue. he was dating Go, another yeah. guy who uh, was trying to start a publication um and interview like up and coming brands for this publication and so vis-a-vis that connection 
he got in touch with me and next thing you know you know we're in a panera bread in the northwest suburbs of illinois uh just kind of chopping it up and that was me and john uh one of the co-founders who is currently based in la um and then from there we started iterating instantly on the concept of a publication uh as it was just us in the beginning and then from there it, it just kind of spiraled uh out of control into uh up space in chicago for a year into a creative studio into now brands everywhere so it's like we came together tom came into the project rory came into the project uh in a very organic way and it's almost hard to trace but uh yeah, it all started through a publication and through a streetwear brand like three years ago in a very weird way. <laughs> I think what's interesting is if you ask Kieran a month from now what Foster Project is, he might have a tweaked answer for that. And I think the great thing about the project is it's it's constantly evolving. And, you know, last April, that same gentleman I was talking about making music with was working out of Humboldt and had two cannabis brands that he had had some L.A., companies working on identities for and kieran and i met on a whim at a shoot and kind of started to scale this you know wall together this intellectual wall about how we thought of the state of branding he mentioned that he had some you know a lot of talented graphic designers and some good ideas about what brands should be so i just really trusted his intellect and i asked my friend i said hey could we throw our hat in the ring to brand these cannabis brands and came together under this project, met at that space in Milwaukee Avenue. And, you know, Kieran's leading a bunch of whiteboard sessions of what these things can be. And we won the business. So effectively, we became like what, you know, a brand design and production company at that moment. But the that had been a long time coming before I jumped into it. So what was it about Kieran that also drew you to him? I mean, he, I, you know, I don't know how old you are, but I, there's maybe a bit of an age difference. You know, it, there, there is. It, and it's the same age difference as this gentleman who brought us into the cannabis project. And I've always, you know, I've been in Chicago for 15 years and you always have somebody ahead of the curve from you. And I was always treated with respect and my ideas were always given value. And I always felt like those relationships were really important and good projects and any creative stuff that I was working on or even business stuff I was working on always had that sort of space and understanding. And you know, I come from a music background, the art world, where the youth is the, the future of everything you're doing. You can't ignore that. And it's like people saw Basquiat and nobody goes, well, he's 20 years old. I'm not sure about this. It's like you recognize that you, you have to have different perspectives than your own. And at that point, you know, when I'm in my you know, early 30s, people's perspective become rigid and unchanged. And I've never been that sort of individual. So outside of his his intellect, he, offered, he just had a very unique perspective of what had happened and what will happen. And I think that's what makes uh, this all work. So if we're presenting ideas, you know, I've got a whole different you know, side to look at it than, than these guys. And once you start to mix it up, I think it's something special. And I think that's why people really like the work. Yeah, and the work is is beautiful. Um, as as we're talking, where is a space where people can can see the work? We'll we'll mention it again at the end. But as we're as we're chatting, where where is a good space if people want to kind of follow along and just you know see some of the visuals and see some of the things you guys have made and put out into the world? Where can people do that? I would say that our website fosterproject.net, is preferred. 
because we designed the medium as well as the message. So if you want to check it out, we would love for you to stop by our website and play around for a little bit. Dope. Um, so I'm curious about audience because you'd mentioned that, you know, this started as an idea to build a publication. I wonder who was the intended audience for that publication. And I'm curious about how, of course, that vision for this larger project develops. But, but even then, like, who were you all trying to speak to? So from the beginning and, and until today, it's always been by and for young people for the most part. Um, our audience is us. We design and create things for ourselves and our peers because we believe that it's critically important for younger, independent, underground, if you will, um, people to have a voice that is not only communicating in real time, but is also part of an archival process in uh, history. So our audience is, is ourselves and our peers, really. Mm. And is that that's maintain? I guess you've maintained then that sense of who you're making for in the process. How how old is the is the project? The project is a close to three years now. We actually just had our launch party, uh, like in July. So okay. it took us almost two years to have a launch party, like two and a half years or something like that to have a launch party. Well, congratulations. So, thank you. Yeah. And of course it takes a while for a seed to germinate. And so that isn't that long of a time really in, in reality. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned a space a few times. Is, is there a physical space for where you all meet? Do you all have an office? I mean, how did the day to day, how does it work? Well, the space is actually like the most important part of anything that we've done thus far. Uh, currently we actually just moved into a live workspace in Bucktown uh, that we can work on our projects as a design studio. But really uh, kind of the catalyst for everything was this space that we were operating for a year on Milwaukee Avenue, uh, which was Foster Studio. Uh, this space was designed as a community space, um, but also as a co-working community space. So more of a work focus as opposed to event focused community space where young designers specifically and creative people could come together and, and work together on collaborative projects in a non-institutional setting. And that space was kind of the embodiment of our ethos of the publication and really, like I said, catalyzed uh, all of the different developments that we've had as a project and is, is kind of something that we've been trying to, we're desperately trying to recreate in whatever way that we can. There's a power in shared collectivity and creativity, and it kind of feeds one another. Uh, how many people are in the space at any given time or any, any part of the day or throughout the course of a week? So in our initial studio, I mean, we were there was probably like 10 to 15 people working there every single day, probably all under the age of 23 years old, doing design work, doing creative work, photos smoking a lot of weed and just kind of like doing whatever the fuck we want um, and just making a huge amount of work. And so that energy was very strong. When we moved to a our other studio in the incubator ICNC for another year, um, it was more of like a, just our kind of tight-knit team to like work on specific projects. So that was probably like, a, you know, five to ten folks. And now it's our live workspace is just getting up and sorted. So hoping to to bring a little bit of that that focused energy back into the project 
and there are four partners you said mm-hmm. and other em- employees do you call them are there who else works here it's it's uh really like the foster project right so i if if you were at the event um in july i think yeah i think there was probably like over 150 people there and i would consider like all of those people like a part of foster project nice um because every single person there has added to a project in some way shape or form um whether it be an insight or uh actually designing something or taking an image or something like that like all of those people are foster project more specifically we have like a tight a pretty tight crew of like basically six or seven of us that you know work on very specific projects on a day-to-day but um really the it's a community nice i want want to talk about the day-to-day but but before we do i'm curious about how you all come to the work individually uh tom you said you were you know involved in music spaces prior to that like how do you how do you arrive at the foster project before you even came to know them it's a that's a totally that's a story in itself but i was in a touring rock band for seven years and then worked through that and picked up photography along the way and then as a result the photography worked in the fashion uh space for a while and uh opened up a store and had had done that and then realized i really wanted to i I love the idea of how to build a brand visually and i thought that there were stories to be told that weren't being told with some chicago brands i began to work with and then slowly but surely uh like i said kind of linked up over this this cannabis project you know what i mean and i i find that this network that i've built over this over time where i can now leverage opportunities with kieran and rory and john and these talented designers that would probably take them much longer to get to and at the same time you know music was a big part of my life but i'm kind of starting a whole new career so even though i'm around the curve from from what they're doing i'm still starting in this industry in the same spot i just have maybe a few more tricks up my sleeve or a few more um you know pages in my playbook you know at this stage of the game yeah well and and of course if you're in a band you're and I, i mean if you guys are touring you're responsible for so many different aspects of one's life on the road yeah, and are picking up a you know a, a, a number of skills along the way. I mean, you picked up a camera while you were in the band, mm-hmm. but also you know you're if you're selling merch, it's a whole entrepreneurial feat. There's all these different aspects to that life that I'm I I wonder and imagine it might also prepare you for this next evolution of your career. It, it's interesting in the sense that the ball only moves forward if you push it, you know. And I've only really worked independently on things that i really believed in you know gemini club was one of them i opened a shop that i really believed in i was in the wine business where i operated some independent businesses and i loved what i was doing in that and now it's foster project and i it's only it's the only kind of world i know how to inhabit in in a way um i'm, I'm no good if somebody's like if i'm tasked with doing um something that i'm bad at executing other people's dreams i guess is what it boils down to and kieran has a you know, a overarching vision. And I, I saw myself being able to plug into it instead of being the one that's like, here's what it is. Here's what it looks like for the first time. He's like, here's what I want to do. And I'm like, all right, let me figure out how we can, you know, how I can position and provide. I mean, my goal is just to provide opportunities and then make the most beautiful work possible. Um, Kieran, I want to ask you about the vision, but, but before uh, Tom, what was the name of the band? It's called Gemini club. Okay. Right. And are you guys still playing or no? No, hiatus. Okay. Okay. Hiatus. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. But do you you still, uh, what, would, did, what would you play? 
I sing and play guitar and and wrote we wrote and produced our own records and all that stuff. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. Um, well, Karen, what what is this overall vision then? That is also seems to be attracting a lot of energy and people. Foster Project, more or less, is it's a sentiment. It's kind of internally for me, it's this overwhelming, indescribable feeling of goodness that I want to transmit from the world back into the world through culture at like a really high level. Uh, More specifically, the vision pertains to space and how we as humans construct space and how that space then in turn defines us as individuals. Uh, So currently from a operational, from a business standpoint, um, we seek to design brands and create visual products that encourage conversations and introspection and community because brands are now the conduit, the icon for people to relate to one another. And that's ultimately what I believe is valuable in my life. And furthermore, we are building brands and working within this marketplace uh, to gain resources in a financial sense, in a social sense, so that we can create a space not unlike the space that we created previously on Milwaukee Avenue that is more accessible to more people who want to use these resources to interact with other people and knowledge and then more more ultimately create living and ecosystems for people to exist within. Um, yeah. In a, in a kind of vague and cryptic way of saying it yeah well yeah but also uh aspirational and you know like utopian in a really beautiful sense of of that notion right that like this is a different way of kind of engaging and operating as a whole person that is attached to capitalism but also has greater aspirations than just that grind too um is what it sounds like to me you know, in a, in a really beautiful sense. Uh, in in the little time you've been in, are you living in the live work space? Yeah, yeah. How how is that to be so close to your labor in that in that way? Well, the most the most important part of it is just the spatial representation of the inner workings of my mind. Basically, it's just super important, and it the most self actualizing thing that a person can do to exist in a space that you create and curate. And so it's, it's been invigorating every single day I wake up and I'm just, just so happy. And then also plug shout out Sam Kafar. He just plugged me on a new 27 inch iMac for the low, 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 low. So I'm just fucking zipping on that shit now. Um, so it feels great. Yeah. It, it feels fantastic. And I, and I really only see things flourishing from it. Um, and how do you come to the work? I mean, you know, where, where, where are you from? I'm, uh, initially from Crystal Lake, Illinois, a Northwest suburb. Uh, I, I come to the work from a strategic point of view always. Um, I'm not an artist. 
I'm not a designer. Um, however, I do see myself as being extremely creative. Uh, I don't really come to the work because the work is kind of my life in a sort of manic way. Uh, I don't leave the work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the work the work is me more or less observing my endemic position within culture and then using the insights that I glean from just paying attention to my world to then reformat, repackage, and then market marketize these insights, if, if you will. Uh, you, what, what kind of, uh, where, where did you go to high school? I went to a school called Crystal Lake Central High School. And were you starting to think this way about yourself in relation to space in high school? Yeah, basically, um, well, I started my first brand when I was 15, and, and that was a company. And But I distinctly remember like becoming very self-aware when I was about 15 years old and, and really recognizing the nuances of the space that I was occupying and the impacts that it was having on my mental and physical health. Um, and so at that point, yeah, in, in high school... I kind of like developed an insatiable desire to create space uh, with the web, I think, being a huge part of that. And also like my personal travels and, and curiosity being a part of that as well. And were your teachers like, what the fuck? Or were they supportive? Are your parents in the mix? Like where? Because it seems you, you, you know, you seem I don't know how old you are, but you seem to be a bit of a prod- prodigy, I guess. Um, you know, you start well, you start a you start a brand at 15 and you're thinking this way about spatial relationships and connection to all these other, you know, what seem to be, you know, globalized uh, forms of connectivity, uh, which I don't know. The average 15 year old at Crystal Lake is thinking the same way. Maybe not. Mm-mm. Um, probably not so yeah what was the response uh from the the, th- the folks around you i guess both peers but but also parents and, and teachers well number one it's very easy to just think that i'm a complete head ass because it's not entirely false and like i think a lot of people like especially older uh people were just like yo this kid is on some ethereal fucking acid trip bullshit you know what i mean sure which is just like that's cool but uh <laughs> my peers were like entirely supportive of everything that I was doing because I was creating things for them. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's always been about young people. Like I, I, you know, fuck, fuck these older people that are telling me that I can't do that. So it's just, it's always been very supportive and I don't think I would continue to do it if it wasn't for like young people supporting me and being a part of like the the process because it's not fun if other people aren't a part of the process yeah especially if that is your audience yeah exactly and folks your folks uh so my dad actually died when i was 13 years old and i think that actually has a really big factor in um just my operational day-to-day and also my mom is just basically a guru of just like she just understands how to live extremely well. Um, nice. Well, shout out mom. Yeah. Shout out mom. Shout out. Uh, also, my grandma is like a huge, huge part of like my identity as well. So my, my dad was a uh, older and also a global businessman. So like I just picked up a lot about like information technology, like and business through him. No doubt. And then just like f- tried to fill that role like as a young kid. All right, so day-to-day, I'm sure this shit looks very different than 
one day to the next. But for both of y'all, just can you can you give us a snapshot? I mean, you know, like what was yesterday like? Well, I mean, you can you just got a glimpse into what the our daily lives are like with with Kieran. He's thinking on a, a plane that a friend of mine put it best. He goes, he's like friends of mine can go deep. He goes, Kieran is deep, you know. So I think on the day to day level, it's you know. I think we all have our own roles. There's personal growth, and we're supportive of our personal growth. Uh, personal growth on every stage of um, you know whatever we're, we're executing. So it's whether for me it's photography or um, you know right now with these these cannabis deals, there it's a lot on the back end just to get them in position and contracts and all that sort of stuff. And that, are, are, for for these deals, are, are we really looking at Jan 2020 and open for business, or is it? These the I will say this the two deals that we're working on now we're taking vested interest in and we'll we'll be shareholders in and yes you're looking at early next year for the release of this yeah. which is we are going to pour everything that we can into it so as you can see you know everybody's kind of pent up and and really looking to do something big well this is it you know and and as you can now you get a better sense of when i like karen i was like i wonder if we turned loose you know turn loose everybody's minds on this project what what could happen so the day-to-day is me handling that in the client side and, and and talking through you know what needs to get done and then you know going back and forth on the brand and what the brand can be you know and that's more kieran strategizing hey here's where i see this brand going and I go, okay and then selling that back to the client saying here's where we're, we're positioning that and um since we are young and you know as a company and we're starting up we don't have a lot of capital leveraging our you know our work capital into some equity i think is smart and i think a lot of young design studios should consider that because you know there are a lot of brands that need to get started and you think if they want to throw 50k at you for a brand identity and you, you take the check and move on but maybe two three years of your work could be work worth 10x that you know and and stepping into that sort of role makes sense and i think from a business standpoint you know that's something that i thought about and presented and where we've locked down taking uh, on partners rather than just gigs right yeah and and that's something that's taken a year for us to you know it's you can't just say hey send over the contract it's it, it's tricky so um when i'm not shooting or doing you know you know personal work and things like that that's what i'm handling and, and focusing on what's next and Karen, what about for you, day to day? I write just like a lot of documents all the time. So Google Docs and Asana are my best friends. Uh, I'm a full-time student at DePaul University right now. What do you study? Uh, organizational communication. I see that. Yeah. yeah so uh, I spend a, a decent amount of time doing that, uh, typing documents. I draw a lot and not anything of artistic value but like i draw just constantly and write physically all all day and i i also just like chill a lot like i just like chill and just like hang out with my homies as much as i possibly can nice well in part because you all are, are working on it what what does you know after jan 2020 what does the city look like in your estimation Post the legalization, I mean the brands that we're working on are California based, so I think we're going. To, I think Chicago will look to see what happens with these other markets and learn from. Hopefully, learn from the mistakes. But um, personal opinion, I don't. For Chicago to figure that out, 
might be tricky. You know, it would it would be something I wouldn't want to be involved on the front end of it. On a from a if you want to set up a shop here in Chicago, I'm sure it's going to be insane. But overall, I think it's a a great thing, and I think cannabis has a a unique uh, opportunity to bring people together in in ways that alcohol never could. You know, and I think in it's the the mindfulness about what you're why you're gathering you know if you if you look at you know you know the difference between you know a grateful dead concert and you know a concert where people are drinking heavily is a very different vibe so i think the more that cannabis becomes a preferred intoxicant you know or whatever you want to call it i think the better off it'll be and i think kids coming up in chicago having that outlet you know i went to school here when that was not the case and i just think overall to be a boon for people to connect you know if the spaces are done correctly and what i'm hoping for is that a foster project like space can open around cannabis that brings together individuals that you know used to have to like you know you smoke in the shadows and do all that stuff right so that's what i'm hoping for but i don't know what it's going to look like do you have thoughts on that karen yeah i think I, I really, although I like to think about cannabis in Chicago from a brand side, I can't help but think about it more in a social equity framework. Uh, I'm more excited for cannabis to become legal in Chicago so that kids my age who I'm sharing blunts with on the street just walking around and just not doing anything harmful are not arrested in their lives or then dramatically change that's all i can really think about when i think about like weed being legalized is just all of the people who have lost so many years of their life over plants and i i know that there are a lot of people who are working on amnesty and i hope that that is i severely doubt it will be but i hope that once it becomes legal that that push towards amnesty um for so many people who are locked up for plants are i hope that that is also enacted obviously mm-hmm. um all right so anything you have you guys have coming up that people can kind of look towards any more parties or uh gatherings or um projects that that people can be in tune with uh in the in the near future yes definitely this friday uh the internet hotspot is live and active at Fovia in uptown Got a great band, Swatches, playing live in the back, and we're just going to be going off all night. All right, because you guys throw these gatherings there a lot, right? Is that is that right? Yeah, shout out Brandon Lee, the absolute goat, and the Foviet crew for keeping it keeping it locked down. How often? How often do you guys gather there? Frequently, we've had six shows since February. Um, and we don't plan on and slowing down. So I'd say like monthly, bi-monthly is just kind of like our goal. Nice. Okay. Cause this will, this will air post Friday, but, okay. um, but, but generally it is a space where you guys throw these gatherings. Would you call them gatherings, parties, shows? Yeah. I mean, we call them shows, parties, the, the, the word is interchangeable, but it's really about kind of bridging the gap between a venue and a DIY space in a way that people can feel comfortable uh, and like put on artists that wouldn't necessarily get put on. So that's, that's, we're doing it often. We're doing it as often as we can without burning it out um, because there are only so many artists, but 
That's very yeah. dope. Um, and in the space in, in on Milwaukee Avenue, is that do you do you guys take can people come by or is that that yeah that's fully gone. Uh, we dipped out of that space like a year ago. Okay, so that was like a one year thing, and then we had another space for a whole year, and then now we're in phase three, if you will. Bet okay. Well, it's very exciting, and I'm excited to see and continue to hear and, and pay attention to what you guys are doing. Uh, again, where's the, where's the best place where people could find you uh, online? Uh, check us out on Instagram at Foster Project or online at fosterproject.net. Uh, we do have some merch available online. And yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you guys so much for being in the corner store. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so thank much. You. Shout out our super producer, DJ Cashera. Big up boss man, Todd Manley. Thank you to our official corner store photog, Mercedes Zapata. Salutes to the snack door, Max. Also, please, y'all, follow our Instagram. It's corner underscore pod on IG, on Twitter. Tell us who you want to see in the corner store. And also, please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our Patreon account. It's patreon.com corner store underscore pod. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.